Welcome everybody to Apex Sunday, the F1 podcast where two petrolheads talk about the race, talk about qualifying and news. Uh, thank you for joining us. And please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks, John. So we're at a classic track, Monza in Italy. Before we start talking about qualifying, or rather qualifying for the qualifying and then the other qualifying for the race. <laughs> <laughs> um, last time we spoke, we thought that the sprint race would be great on this circuit. Uh, mm -hmm. This is an old school circuit, lots of power and straights, not too many chicanes other than the first one and then the Lesmos, uh, which are fast. Uh, the first one slowed, the other chicanes are pretty quick. Uh, what did you think of Italy before we started this race? Did you anticipate a better better result and better racing? Uh, for the sprint race, I was expecting more. For mm -hmm. the actual race, it provided more than I expected. Right, right. I see. Yeah, I, th I was expecting a lot more from the sprint race, but uh, we didn't get that. But before we talk about that, let's talk about qualifying. The first thing I'd say is I love the way the cars looked in these low wing configuration. Mm -hmm. They looked substantially different. I was quite surprised by that. <laughs> so I hopefully uh, next season when we have uh, lower wings and so forth, you know, we see some nice looking cars. But I guess the biggest thing in qualifying is have you ever seen such a backlog, such so many cars off to the side <laughs> of the circuit while others are trying to go fast? never seen it that that much on any track like this where the draft is all important um mm -hmm. yeah they're all going to go out and they're all going to hope to to get a toe uh and i think that's the reason why we saw a packed track uh, mm -hmm. it made it made for uh, a nightmare and at the same time uh, i think they did extremely well that we didn't have more shunts with uh, with all of the cars on the track yeah that's true yeah and giovanazzi did very well uh, he's improving recently every race, but we'll get to it in news, but there's news of a possible other driver for his seat next year. What I wasn't a fan of was the commentators going on about, well, we need to crack down and police these drivers. We got to do something. If they're not going to behave, we got to do something. But it's not just the drivers. It's the entire, it's all of them, the whole team, everything. Uh, how do you think they could, I don't have any thoughts on how they could change this. I do remember before this three-part qualifying, in, before we tried the single lap car qualifying, we would have sort of an hour session and no one would come out for the first <laughs> 20 minutes or so forth, right? So we've kind of got that in small, in these small little qualifying instances again. So I don't know what they can do about it. Uh, the drivers changes they could do. I, I think I know specifically what you're talking about. And they're saying, unless the drivers come together and change things up, things aren't going to change. And, and fact of the matter is the drivers aren't going to change a darn thing because what they're doing is they're attempting to, to maximize everything that they can. And, yep. and they're going to continue to line up like that. They're going to continue to all come out at once on tracks such as Monza. And unless there are rules, then that's the way it's going to be. The teams aren't going to 
be very happy if the yeah. driver, one driver decides decides to uh, uh, be safe. Uh, right. That's not what it's about. Uh, and so it's the rule book. But again, the rules are getting in the way this year as it is. So I, I, I believe it the way it is. I think it's commentator blather in my mind. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was just, it was almost authoritarian, like, oh, we've got to come in and fix this. But there were no suggestions or anything. So, no. you know, what can you do, right? Other than, like you said, go back to the olden days where, you know, each team gets, gets a crack at it. And, mm -hmm. and that's it. It makes for a really boring qualifying, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And the single lap, I guess the problem there is if it rains later on or if it rains at the beginning, you're, you're not going to get anywhere, right? I, I love the, the current qualifying system. I think it works brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. And it, we see these, this kind of uh, backlog occasionally, but it's not all the time. This is another issue I have. He does not have pole officially. Right. So, and then for the sprint race, he didn't have pole because he was penalized. Mm -hmm. So I was asked, like, why didn't you discuss the sprint race qualifying in the half season review? And my answer is it's an experiment at this time. There was only one sprint race in the first half of the season. We still have to see how these things work out. But I'm not a fan of. Valtteri not getting a pole, an official pole position whatsoever this weekend. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's happened in the past, and it's just it's just a quirk of the of the the books. He was the fastest man, and yes, he should be on record as having pole. But hey, mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. I, I, hey, it's who really cares about the long term records of poles and and that sort of thing? He's never going to get anywhere near the top guys. No, that's true. Uh, he doesn't have enough career left to do that, even true. if he was to, you know, oust Mac, uh, Max and end up with the number one Red Bull seat or the number one seat in the fastest car. He's still not going to be able to pull it off. But right, he did a beautiful job. He drove yeah. brilliantly. Yeah. So we had Mercedes, the two Red Bulls, the two McLarens in the top ten, and then we had Gasly and uh, Antonio Giovinazzi getting the the top ten spot. So that led to the sprint race. So, or is it the sprint qualifying? <laughs> what do you call the damn thing? They just call it the sprint. And, and, and they, they corrected themselves at the last one where they said it's the sprint. It's not a sprint race. It's just called the sprint. Right. And, and I love the first one. The first one I thought, oh my God, just a adopt this right now mm -hmm. um not so great at this one was it no this was a terrible like there's a terrible start for lewis that was of note which made him uh, fifth for the race alonzo had a nice pass on stroll uh, other than that it was extremely boring <laughs> you know it's well thankfully it was short yeah but that's the thing like lower fuel full open wings i guess there's just no no room for actual racing very much. Well, there is, there is. And, and it shows where the guys are going to go uh, off the edge. I mean, that's where Russell shines and where hmm. Lando shine and, and, and those uh, dr young drivers that have the low hanging manly bets that are willing to go places where they shouldn't go and, and take the chances. 
And right. And and quite frankly, there isn't that opportunity at Monza. Mm-hmm. And and as we saw, the Mercedes, like we discussed, is it track related with these cars? Absolutely. Look at those how the Mercedes pulled it off on this track. They were dominant. Yeah. 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 So for the sprint, Valtteri won it, but he had a penalty. So mm-hmm. he gets some points, but that's it. Then we had Max and Daniel, Lando, Lewis, and Charles and Carlos, Antonio, Sergio, and Lance for the top 10. So the surprise to me was the McLarens doing very, very well, both of them right out of the gate in both the qualifying and the sprint, not race, not qual- the sprint. <laughs> but the sprint. The sprint thing. Thing yes. in <laughs> So we both agree it was pretty boring, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think even Perez came out and said, you know, that was boring. It did nothing for anyone. <laughs> so well, let's that track. Right. Exactly. Right. So let's move on to the race itself. What a so, race. Yeah. What did you think of it overall? Overall? I mean, my God, it was just amazing. You know, we, we started off with, with a bizarre start. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to start that way. And, I mean, what happened to Lewis? <laughs> well, he started fifth, right? Right. So that's going to be a, a, some difficulty from, from, the out, from the get-go, especially, again, as we saw through the sprint, that, you know, it's not exactly super easy to pass on this course. So we saw some... Some, court, some passes at the beginning. And I guess the thing that stood out to me was the, I guess they call it turn three. I, the first chicane is one and two, although I consider it the first turn for chicane, but whatever. But we saw Lewis try to pass Max on the outside. Max did what he's supposed to and didn't let him. And yeah. Lewis complained a little bit and, and they moved on. And we had a, f- a fair number of laps before the pit stops and i guess we can mention that gasly started from the pit lane yuki didn't start at all and so it was a disaster for the AlphaTauri team in their home race mm-hmm. but we get to this uh, max having a bad pit stop 11 seconds and i thought well how are they going to blame mercedes for this and then because <laughs> <laughs> it was purely human human error i mean all the all the mechanics did their job but it was a matter of pressing a button to to let to release him and he just sat there right <laughs> so then that led to the incident and i consider it a racing incident and i thought max was a bit too optimistic going around the outside at that point but he tried he had to do it he had know, to do it i it, i don't i don't like that he did it uh, mm-hmm. it was perilous do you think lewis would have done that i'm not so sure lewis would have done that no, i don't think no, he i don't think so so that brings up to me, like what you talked about. Yeah. And what you talked about last time we spoke is Max having matured and so forth. I just think he just had a moment of Old fuzzy, Max. fuzziness. Yeah. Like I've got to get by Lewis. He's ahead of me now. Then he complained quite vigorously for quite a while, but his team didn't. And, uh, <laughs> right. it seems that there's not too much controversy over there. There are people with, Dif- differing opinions on whose fault it was. I'm 
thoroughly in the racing incident category as are you some people are blaming max 100 percent. some people are blaming lewis um whatever i was very impressed with max and how he dealt with it he did not he could have just driven into lewis instead of going for the 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 airborne on the on the rumble strip he really could have i mean i think that's what schumacher would have done i mean schumacher would have just driven into him and and schumacher would have done that move the same move that max did i think i'm guessing i mean he was a little bit of a trying to shop michael schumacher i'm talking about michael Schumacher. yeah i'm talking i'm talking about the guy in the wheelchair yeah right yeah (laughs) and lewis had a, a bad stop as well like just over four seconds so that kind of led to the incident as well so yeah and then when the safety car came out for that i really thought because the field was bunched up again that that would give bottas the opportunity to win the race but that didn't happen yeah me too surprisingly both ricardo and lando stayed ahead to take the one two people are saying lando could have won but i think ricardo had it under control when he needed to go faster he went faster i don't think so I don't think so. Uh, well, yeah, Lando could have won, uh, but only if they had ordered him by. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, Danny's another Alonso. He's he's a master craftsman at driving, and mm-hmm. you've got to be a lot faster to get past Danny. A lot <laughs> faster to get past. Yeah. And and on top of that, there was that radio where that radio call where Lando said, "I'm much faster," and Danny picked it up. Danny mm-hmm. was managing his car, managing the tires, managing managing fuel, and I think he had it in him. I think Danny's finally figured out that car or got the confidence that he can pull it off now. I, what do you think? I hope so because he's a great racer, and we need as many good racers or great racers as we can. And it was a merit win. It wasn't, you know, another car was suffering from wing damage and all this nonsense. Absolutely. It was just outright. He, he took the start. He got the best start, yes. took max and won the race. And it was just so great to see McLaren up there again. And I hope that it's sort of a, a preview of, you know, where they might be next season more consistently. Well, you know what? I've been a Los Angeles Raider fan since I don't know when since high school. So a very, very long time. I'm embarrassed to say how long that is. And I'm the same with McLaren. Right. Ever since I was a little boy, I've been a McLaren fan. And, you know, if you think about what Bruce did dying at 32 years old and they'd, what they'd accomplished in Can-Am, Formula One, IndyCar, Hill Climbs, Formula Two. Oh my God. You know, mm. phenomenal. And he died at 32 years old. He pulled that off. So, did, yeah. Did, did you see his Can-Am cars race? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That still, to, that still to this day is my favorite series of all time. When those cars came around on the, on the first lap, on the first mm. lap in anger, you seriously felt it in your chest. That, right. That there was so much in the way of cubic inch, pure cubic inch. It was crazy and what did can-am stand for canadian american i thought series. So. right yeah right and it's gone now right unfortunately porsche right. destroyed it oh yeah how'd they do that they flooded it kind of thing they, or? they they took um what was it it wasn't a group five car it was it was a race car a prototype race car that was highly developed for racing in europe 
and they took it and they dumped in a twin turbo engine that had almost double the horsepower of everybody else. Right. And, and it was unheard of at the time, entirely unheard of, a, of, a, of the, at the time they could dial it up to 1300 horsepower and they broke every lap record in, in, in formula one tracks, everything. They were faster than right. everybody before that car. So right. that car comes along and Oh my good Lord. It was just crazy. Mark Donahue and, and Jackie Oliver, I believe, were the drivers. No, Mark Donahue and Jackie Oliver, I think, were right. the two drivers in that car. Phenomenal. So what do you think of the penalty given to Max? Three lap, sorry, three lap, three grid penalty for next race. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I, no. Just like well, the penalty on... Uh, I understand their reasoning, but I still think it's just a racing incident and they could just tell them mm -hmm. like, guys, that's mm -hmm. likely what's going to happen. So watch yourself. And, you know, the incident when Silverstone Lewis got a 10 spot grid penalty and I, he didn't deserve that for that either. So, but uh, Perez got a penalty. So he was running in third, dropped back to fifth at the end because he didn't give that spot back and Red Bull continued to, astound me like it was obvious he needed to do that but uh we, we're not too sure about that <laughs> right and they and and horner and horner and perez actually argued their point afterwards that was just so ridiculous it made no <laughs> sense at all it's like how long has this been going on that you if you if you have an unfair advantage you let the person buy immediately yeah yeah exactly. i was faster no that doesn't cut it yeah, you, you went right across the, you cut the chicane, so you got to give it back. It's, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's move on to driver of the race. And I don't think it's going to be too much of a surprise. For me, the driver of the race is the winner of the race, Daniel Ricardo. What about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and to see the joy in his face at the end and the old smiley Danny back, it just, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It, and, and yeah, he, he did it. He did it. He earned that. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anybody else that comes close. Lando did a phenomenal job as well. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's and, what you want to see when one driver does well, you want the other one to do pretty much close to as well or coming right after them right that's the optimum of any team so absolutely yeah and rating the race how would you rate this race the result gets a 10 but i'm still overall i'm giving it a six it was kind of lukewarm for the most part i thought kind of like the sprint a little bit of action here and there but not too much what about you I, i'm giving it an eight i it it kept me awake Right. I didn't fall asleep. It wasn't boring. There was always <laughs> something there was always there was always something there. And there were some great performances. Uh, right. the passes that did happen were, were wonderful. Again, the big downside is the screaming crafty. You know, the the, the announcer spewing off like he's <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, no. it's one thing to be excited, but it's when you're excited over something you shouldn't be, it gets very annoying very quickly, you know? Cause I try to think about Murray Walker. He was constantly excited, but it would be like a temporary sort of. And in a measured way, yeah, in a yeah. measured way. It was, it, it was very <laughs> apt whenever he did it. Yeah. He catch himself after and then calm down right away. But right. 
Crofty's like, ah, la, 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 la. it's like, stop it, stop it. And, and with Murray, you knew it was true enthusiasm because mm-hmm. he'd be wound up before the race. And, and he, he'd be, I, I just watched the Schumacher uh, fiasco on, on Netflix. Right. Um, I have not you, watched it. If you haven't seen it, there's no rush to see it. It's, <laughs> okay. It's definitely approved by the family. So it's uh, kind of like the Senna one. Oh, it's worse. It's worse. Oh yeah. It's, oh man, it's bad. Look, it's yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to discuss that in another podcast. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that, they had one of the Schumacher's one of the starts with Schumacher at the front, and he's just so excited before the race even starts, and he says, "And here's the start of Spa, the Belgian Grand Prix," and the lights haven't gone on out yet. And it's go, and I just love that man. We need another Murray, but yeah, it's hard to replace him, isn't it? You can't. You just need another personality, not the same one. You can't imitate him or anything like that. But it has to be someone that's that's good. And yeah, in MotoGP, there is Nick Harris. He was Murray Walker like, and he's gone now too. And commentary is okay, but it's not what it used to be. That's for sure. How how are we going to replace Kimmy? How are we going to get the black humor, um, <laughs> wink of the, the the sparkle in the eye, Kimmy? Somebody's got to replace that. Got to wait for it's not going to be Bottas, but we got to wait for no, another no. Fin, fin, another Finn because I remember Mika Hakkinen always amused me as well. Yeah. You know, ask him questions, yeah. he's like, "Yes, <laughs> that's not what I did." You know, this, <laughs> yeah. he, he made it look because. Some of the questions are ridiculous. You know, what do you need to do to win? I have to come in first place. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. So, all right. So let's move on to the news. And for the news, I don't have too much this week, John. Ju uh, from F2 is being talked about in the uh alfa romeo seat i have not watched him at all i know he's a race winner in f2 yeah and i know that liberty probably wants a chinese driver in formula one for marketing reasons as well and to that's a big country with a lot of money at the moment <laughs> despite uh the way they military in the world <laughs> yeah so and then we have McLaren's Jonathan Neal, the chief chief operating officer, not the chief operating officer. <laughs> I hope, I hope. Uh, he's leaving after two decades. He's leaving McLaren. Whoa. Don't know too Whoa. much about him, but uh, whenever you get a guy who's an executive for two decades, wow, not always easy to replace. That's but, large. Mm-hmm. And when Vettel and Stroll have resigned, so that's confirmed. Yay. So basically, it's the Alfa Romeo seat that's up for for craps anything for you or that's nothing i mean i it seemed like the the silly season thank god this year was entirely short just mm-hmm. so quick thank god yeah um and who have we got we've got some great driver lineups it'd be nice to see another young gun come in um mm-hmm. vettel has it in him but it's kind of sad seeing vettel in a in a back marker car the car that doesn't have the ability to be up front. It's kind of sad for me. And and hopefully Alonso will shine, but it's we see these greats that that are la- laggering and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
So up next, we have Sochi in Russia. It's an interesting circuit. Slippery has that big, long, long corner towards the front. Uh, Bottas usually does well there. But, uh, you know, I, I have no thoughts about, I have no anticipation about how that race will, 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 um, will operate. It's clear that the high-speed tracks are Mercedes tracks and mm -hmm. the twisty ones aren't. Mm -hmm. So I anticipate Mercedes doing pretty well there. And maybe Lewis will get his hundredth win this season. Oh, he <laughs> we'll will. See. He will. Yeah. When will it come? I don't know, but it will come. Right. I, right. I, I'm guessing. You know, he's got. I'm still impressed with Lewis. I'm still amazed at, at his maturity and mm -hmm. how he's matured because he's still fast, um, faster than he's ever been, and he's still learning. Which, yeah, yeah, he could still win this championship this year for sure. Sure, he could. So sure, he could. You know, and it might be his best one if he does win it. So we'll see. And and I was talking to somebody that was saying, you know, it's there's a very good chance that Lando is going to come in third, and Bottas mm. is going to come in fifth. Mm. And yeah. and that would be sad to see Bottas that far back. This is his last chance, probably in Formula One, to to be in the top three. Yeah, because the top four should be either Lewis or Max. Whoever wins that, those will be the top two. And then it should be either Perez or Bottas exactly. based, based on the cars. But again, Norris is just doing so, so well. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes third in the championship. And what about Perez? Do you think that he, I mean, you showed those incredible charts of, mm -hmm. of consistency in the, the review, the first half review. And he wasn't very consistent. No. But the gain was coming, and then it sort of fell apart at this race. Yeah, I don't know about he's had some his qualifying is not good, especially compared to Max, and that he suffers from that. That's why oh, he's coming through the field, but you don't want to be coming through the field in that car. Like I mean, right. if you have to come through, sure, have a great car, but you shouldn't be in that situation. So that that speaks to Mercedes again, doesn't it? Because they have stated that they don't do well in in air, and if they're unless they've got clear air in front of them, their car doesn't handle that well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it and it shows through in his inability to to pass unless he's got a huge huge speed yeah. margin. That's why we were both surprised that Fatas, you know, after the safety car, I thought he would have been right up there, but it yeah. didn't happen. So, well, there right. you go. Yeah. All right. So if you like the podcast, please give us a like, subscribe and share the podcast. And John, we'll talk to you next couple of weeks from now about Russia. Fantastic. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you. Bye bye. Bye.